You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Joining us this morning is Rabbi Jeff Adler from Messianic Congregation, Sha'are Yeshua. Good morning to you, Jeff. I'm excited where we're headed. How are you? Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Eric, too. I don't want to ignore Eric. Oh, <laughs> Good no. Good morning, Rabbi. <laughs> I, I don't want him to pass out and fall off the Tidwell Tower, you know. So. <laughs> it's a long way down. Trust me, he built that thing so high. I'm, I'm telling you, when, if he, well, I won't use when, if he falls, it would be devastating. <laughs> Trust me, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> He's reaching new heights. New heights, that's right. Well, we, we remember what happened the last time anybody tried to build the tower to be close to God, huh? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So it's a it's a cautionary tale for you, mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah. I'll go back and read it. Maybe we'll have to visit that one day in the new year. We'll talk about that one, Jeff. <laughs> well, we are talking about the Messianic prophecies, and we're excited because as we head into the birth of Christ, this Advent season that we're presently in, um, you know, we are looking toward the coming Messiah. And it turns out we're not the only ones who were ever looking toward that, <laughs> as we can find out from prophecy. So tell us about Micah 5, where we see the ruler that would be born in Bethlehem. In, in You know, this morning, as I was just kind of reviewing this and thinking over this passage, it just struck me what a, what a powerful connection there is between Yeshua, between the Messiah and David. Um, of course, this is a prophecy that is that even though David's name is is not is not mentioned here, his fingerprints and uh, are there because uh, one of the one of the great um, prophecies, one, one of the great um, foreshadowings of the Messiah, is the relationship with David. Uh, Messiah was prophesied to be to come from the line of David, and of course, this is a prophecy about David, um, about about Messiah coming from David's hometown. But you Beit Lechem Ephrata, uh, Beit Lechem means house of bread, and of course, Messiah described himself as the bread of life. And Ephrata, there were a lot of Bethlehem's around Israel. And so God wanted to be very specific. So he talked about this specific one, Ephrata. Ephrata was the was the, the district, and uh, that was the that was the town of David. But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, least among the clans of Judah, um, small town. Um, you know, just there there are people who feel like they're too insignificant, and yet. This whole thing, this this prophecy, this connection with David, David was uh, was was the youngest son from a very sm- uh, from a poor family. Um, he was from a very small town. Nobody would have ever expected David to be chosen to be, be the king, um, and yet God chose him. As a matter of fact, his own father, when 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 Samuel came and made clear that he was in the process. Of anointing the next king, the one who would succeed Saul, uh, uh, Jesse didn't even invite David to come. Um, he left him taking care of the sheep, and yet God didn't miss him. And one of the things 
That's so great. The connection. There are certain people, this, this, this just really hit me strongly this morning too. The connection that God makes with certain individuals like Abraham and Moses and, 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 and Peter, there are just certain people who seem to stand out. And the reason is, obviously, God relates to all of us. He pays attention to every amoeba, every cell. Um, but we can't read about all of them. And so he picks certain ones and really relates. And, 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 and so David and Abraham and Moses become models of the kind of attention that God has for each of us, none of us is so small, so minor, that, that God doesn't notice us. And so he says, though, and here, here this, this, this idea is carried again, but you, though you're least among the thousands, among the, the, among the thousands of the, or, or the, of the clans of Judah, from you, mimacha, it, it says from you, that point there, don't miss that, don't miss that, that statement here. From you, you insignificant in the eyes of men, just a little hick town, too small for anybody uh, to even pay attention to. The, we, we might we might might be aware of the great Carol, a little town of Bethlehem, um, and we, and we, we we think of that in very romantic terms. But that that hymn was written by by, by the Episcopal Bishop of uh, of Philadelphia. And and he took a tour. He he went went there, and what struck him and and the backstory of of that carol is that that the town was too small. Why would God pick this dark, dingy, dusty, dirty town? And yet God chose that to send the Messiah. And he says, "From you will come forth to me." And when he says to me, he's talk, he's speaking as the God of all creation, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He doesn't exist in creation. Creation exists in him, and the, all the majesty of God is contained in that in that term uh, that term. Lead to me from you, little small Bethlehem, seemingly so unimportant, but to but but from you will come to me. He who is to be Moshe, the ruler in Israel. What an amazing statement that is, the connection. And what, what God is saying is, I pay attention to people, to things and to people that nobody else pays attention to, and maybe they don't even think they're significant themselves. But I know them. And, from you, and so he says, I'm, I'm picking this little, small, dirty, dingy town. And, to, and, and from... from from you will come forth to me, he who is to be Moshe in Israel, whose goings forth are Mikedim from of old. But you know what? It, he's, he's been around for a long time, but now he says, I want to strengthen that. He's not just, he's, he's not just from Mikedim. He's not just from old times, ancient times, but even Mime Olam, from days of forever. And we need to be careful not to miss the, the, the significance, the importance here, because he says he has no beginning. Now, we, we're aware of passages like John 3, which it says, John 3, 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life, for us, means life without end. 
but only one person can claim life without beginning. And so this person who's coming from Bethlehem has no beginning. He's eternal. He has no beginning and no end. Only one person can claim no beginning, and that is God. He's always been around. This is a statement of of, of the deity of, of, of the one who's coming from Bethlehem. It has to be God. God's coming. The Word became flesh, John 1. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Therefore, he will stand up. He will stand up. We often think of God seated on a throne. But God stands up. He's active. Now, I don't know that God actually needs to sit. You know, I, mean, I think the image is there because we that's the way we tend to think of kings, sitting on thrones. But here it says he stands up. He's active. He will stand up. He will arise. Therefore, he will, he, he, he will stand up. Um, and and uh, he, 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 well, he, 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 sorry, I skipped over a verse. Uh, my eyes are playing tricks on me this morning. Therefore, he will give them up. The next verse is the one uh, when I'm going to, going to uh, talk about. But therefore, he will give them up until the time when he who is in labor has get, has get, given birth. Now, Micah is writing at the time of Isaiah, and he's looking forward to the time when the exile will take place. That That's going to take place. So this is a promise to Israel. The coming of Messiah is a promise of the restoration of Israel. Israel, he is the agent of it. And so there's going to be an exile, and the people are going to be exiled to Babylon. The Lord will, will give them up. He will surrender them to, to Babylon. But then, uh, then, uh, until the, uh, then the remnant of his brothers will return to B'nai Israel. They'll come back to the children of Israel. His brethren will, will come back. The people of Israel come, come home, will go back to their land, and then he will stand up. He will stand up and he will shepherd the flock. He, he, the Messiah described himself in John. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for, for the sheep. David, again, this theme from David, the shepherding of David. David was a shepherd who took care of sheep and then went from taking care of the sheep to taking care of the people of Israel, and then his greatest descendant would continue in that theme, and he would shepherd the people. And so God sees us as sheep, and not not to, to harm us, but to take care of us. And Isaiah fifty three six says, "All we like sheep have gone astray; we've turned every one to his own way." But the Lord will lay on him, on the Messiah, the the iniquity of us all. And so the Messiah will arise. He will stand up. He will be active. And he will tend his flock. He will shepherd his flock in the strength of Adonai. Why? Because he's the one who's Mimei Olam from days of forever. And and so he, he, he the shepherd can only do, the human shepherd can only do so much. But the divine shepherd does it in the power of the Lord. It's the power, the majesty of the Lord that created the heavens and the earth, who said, who said, let there be light, and there was light, who created the heavens and the earth and capped off, uh, ca- capped off his creation with the creation of man in his image. 
And so it is so rich, he will arise and tend his flock with the strength of Adonai in the majesty of the name. He has the name. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9 says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is gifted, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name, his title, will be Peleo Eitz, the wonderful counselor, El Gibor, the, the mighty or heroic God, Aviad, the eternal father, Sar Shalom, prince of peace. And because of that, they will live securely. Israel's ultimate security. And because Israel is the model for everybody else who will put their trust in God, he, he, he is the security for Israel and the nations. And the prophets so often said when they talk about the great works of God for Israel, it says that Israel may know and that the nations may know that I am Adonai, that with all that that name contains, that I am the Lord and all the content and substance of that. And they will live securely. They will live securely, for then he will be great. The Messiah will be great to the ends of the earth. They will come. When the Messiah will come back, he came first. The prophets talk about how he came the first time, not just to be born as a baby, but to grow up and to, and to lay down his life and pour out his blood as an atonement. Isaiah 53, 5 says, He will be wounded, me Peshainu, for our rebellions. We'll yeah. talk about that in two weeks. But, you know, he's he'll be wounded and and uh, they will live securely. And then I'll, I'll, just, I'll just stop with this. Uh, this one will be peace. This one will be well-being. We are talking with Rabbi Jeff Adler of Messianic Congregation Sha'arei Yeshua. You can find information about them on Facebook under Messianic Congregation Sha'arei Yeshua. You'll be able to find that information right there. As well, if you wish, uh, do tune in for the Shabbat services, Friday evenings at 7.30. They are broadcast on Facebook, and you can uh, check them out. You know, this is, Jeff, uh, just always a treat when you can tune in and catch a Shabbat service. But people can also find information at shalareyeshua.org. You guys are everywhere that you need to be, and so I want to encourage people to visit with the congregation and see the teaching of Jeff and his staff. It's so great. Uh, you've got a great assistant rabbi there who uh, is a wonderful person as well, and it's just a it's a beautiful congregation. I love it, Jeff. Well, th- th- thank you. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, this teaching... was great. Well, yeah, Nathaniel is wonderful, uh, and and he is on staff. And so sometimes you will catch him uh, opening services. Uh, so if you do tune in, do so by getting onto Facebook and checking things out uh, right there on Friday evenings at seven thirty. Well, Rabbi Jeff, I want to pick up. You know, you, you left off with a wonderful statement, and it says, "He shall be their peace to the ends of the earth." He shall be their peace. And then there speaks of when there will be a time when the Assyrians rise up uh, and they will try to overthrow Israel. Tell us a little bit about verses 5 and 6 as we close out the ruler to be born in Bethlehem. Yeah, it says, This one will be peace, the, the, the verb to be which doesn't actually need need always to be there. It's there 
added by God for because he wants to make very clear he's, he uses the perfect tense here, which sees the action of the verb as one point on a timeline. So the sense is very is 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 decisiveness. This one definitely will be peace when the Assyrian invades our our land. The Assyrian. Assyria often in, in, in the prophets is a symbol of all of the oppressors of, of, of Israel. So it's Assyria and all those that follow. And so it includes, it includes Babylon, it includes uh, Rome, it includes all the oppressors, but that God has the answer to all of them. The Messiah is the answer to all of them. And that eventually the Messiah is going to come back and rule, rule from Jerusalem. He will be peace. And then it says, you know, the the preceding verse says, to the ends of the earth, which he's describing his plan for the whole world, one of the prophecies of the Messiah, one of the signs of the Messiah, the real Messiah, is that all the nations, not only Jewish people, but Gentiles will believe in him. Because God's plan is for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what that's God's intent, and He always intended the Messiah not just to be. As a matter of fact, there is a that most Hebrew blessings begin Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the Universe, and that that is God's. That is God's plan, that Messiah came not just to rule over Israel, that would be great, but his plan was for him to be the Messiah and the deliverer and the savior for the whole world. So to the extent that all the world could know peace, as Rabbi Paul said in Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God, we have shalom with God, to our Lord, Adonai Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. And so, uh, and so that God would come and he would smash the oppressors. He would also offer them the opportunity. They're part of the world. They could also know the, know the, the shalom that's available through Messiah to the ends of the earth. Isn't that so important for us to understand, Jeff, you know, that he is our security in all things, in all time, not just what is being written here, because he's talking about what is to come. And we're talking 750 plus years before the arrival of Jesus Christ. Isn't that a remarkable thing to think about when we talk about messianic prophecy and who would come and the very fact that in one man, you know, more than 300 uh, of these prophecies are fulfilled in the one person of Jesus Christ. It's That's right. unfathomable how good the Lord is to us. It's, it's so important for us to remember that statement, the Hayah Shalom, that word Zeh, this, this one is, is, is Shalom. And and uh, as as the apostles said, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, and we can be saved. And so many of us have been saved. So, just remarkable God's goodness and His grace upon us. And Jeff, I thank. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life. 